You did a two-part message. First, we looked backwards, mm-hmm. and then we looked forward. Do you want to just summarize really quick why you chose to go to Joshua for this Sunday? Yeah, Joshua is a is a great kind of transition. You know, the first five books of the Old Testament are kind of setting everything up of the people of God, and then you get the Exodus in one generation. Joshua is the beginning of the next generation. You know, Deuteronomy kind of lays out the commands for this generation, and then it's a new season for Israel. It's looking into the promised land. Um, and I love how Joshua, and, and we didn't get the chance to go into it too much, but Joshua in the book will take things that were true of the first generation, and they will direct those commands to the second generation as if they were there. Yeah. And so kind of the whole trajectory says, like, this is the fulfillment of God's promise to you as a people. You weren't there, but you're a part of that story. And that's really what the whole book of Joshua is about in many ways, God fulfilling the promises through that second generation. And so it felt like a really natural time. I was kind of reading through it in anticipation of maybe mm-hmm. going through it this fall. Yeah. Anyhow, I mentioned The book of Joshua, Sunday. that is? Yeah, yeah, the book of Joshua. And so I, I came to this text, and I'm just like, man, they just pause and they build these memorial stones, and there's value in that. Yeah. You know, we could have gone to the Ebenezer stones elsewhere sure. in Scripture, but I just I found the imagery so potent mm-hmm. from kind of one generation to the next. You know, you could kind of think of a generation as like 30 yeah. years. That's about yep. where we are. Yeah. You know, as a church, and so it just—it I, I thought it was a good text to serve as as far as this reminder of like why does Israel build? Why does God command Israel to build these monuments? You know, this reminder of His faithfulness and this display of His might and this 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 trajectory, this launch pad. Because I, I just love that imagery of like build a monument here, even before you possess the land, because there's a task I have for you to complete. And you need to see where I've been faithful to you in the past so that you know I will be faithful to fulfill that. It's that that. anticipatory. Exactly. Build it because I'm still the God of these stones and I'll be the God of those stones. Exactly. So we look to the past for God's faithfulness as a reminder that he will still be faithful to fulfill his promises today. Last week, we closed 1 Corinthians. Yeah. We had our special celebration. Next Sunday, you're going to be starting a new series for us. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, we're going to be walking through um, some of the books or some of the Psalms. Um, we're, we're not going to take them in quite the order people would expect. People are probably used so to we're most... not going to go Psalm 1, Psalm 2. Exactly, which is exactly what I told people last week is kind of what we typically do. But <laughs> yeah. the Psalms are a little bit different, yeah. you know, because it's a collection of different songs, different yeah. songs uh, from Israel's history. And I don't know if I've ever heard of anyone going through all 150 Psalms yeah. in one sermon series. Yeah, I think we so... joked about that last week. That would take how many years? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you'd be in it forever. Um, so the, the way we're going to approach the Psalms Psalms is, is we're going to look at some of the different psalms, but all of them are psalms that are quoted in the life of Christ in the New Testament. Okay. And so we're going to be looking at those psalms through the lens of how does Jesus go back to these mm-hmm. psalms? How does Jesus fulfill these psalms? Where do we find these psalms mentioned in the New Testament? And so we want to look at the psalms for what they are, the psalms being you know kind of the hymn book of the Bible, this uh, ability to worship God and express back to him what we need to in all the different circumstances of life. But recognizing that, like, there's also a fulfillment in Christ coming in hmm. this sort of stuff as well. And the Psalms are, are one of the most, and they may be the most quoted book in the New Testament, if I really? recall correctly, the Old Testament book in the New Testament. Just really? all over in the New Testament, there the Psalms are quoted. And we tend to think of the Psalms as just poetry. Yeah. But there's so much there. It's, it's rich poetry. There's no denying that. But it's also this anticipation um, an anticipation of the one who will come. You know, so yeah. many of the Psalms long for someone who will redeem God's people, someone who will vindicate God's people, someone who will protect God's people, and someone who fulfills 
the the kingly roles that you know even David and Solomon didn't fulfill correctly and and so one of the themes you find that starts to be built especially in the Psalms is is this idea of an anointed one hmm. in the Old Testament the anointed one was the king right yes. you know you see that in Samuel a lot right. in David and, and Solomon and the priests and even some others like that but this idea of God anointing someone as this mediator this representative to His people. Well, we know that those ideas of prophet, priest, and king all get fulfilled in the person and work of Christ in the New Testament. And so, um, especially in the Psalms, mostly written prior to the exile, you get this, okay, after the exile, then what happens to these Psalms? You know, these promises of an anointed one, the king of Israel who will come. Well, we know ultimately those get fulfilled in the person of Christ as Mm. he comes as the ultimate king, as the ultimate anointed one. And that anointed one language actually gets co-opted into the terminology that becomes the Messiah. And so, so we're going we're gonna to play on that idea and we're going to walk through these psalms looking for the Messiah in these psalms, looking for the Lord's anointed one and saying, how do we take solace and how do we find worship in the psalms? Mm-hmm. But then how do we recognize that those all point forward to Jesus Christ as well? Will this take place all summer? Are we doing this series all summer long? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to spend the summer, um, I think the plan is in August okay. to transition into the new sermon series. I can't okay. remember how many psalms off the top of my head now. That we're going to cover. Uh, that we're going to cover. But okay. what we're going to do is we're going to try to prime the whole thing by covering Psalm 1 and 2 in the first mm-hmm. two weeks. Um, so I'll preach on Psalm 1 this Sunday, and Lord willing, Dave Drevo will preach on Psalm 2. Psalm 1 kind of introduces psalms as, yep. as a general rule. It's psalm probably two, a great place to start. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. There's, and there's actually a, there's a way that the 150 psalms are actually collected into hmm. different books, and there's I, I think there's actually something to kind of these as an introduction. Sure. Psalm 1 and 2 is an introduction to the book, sure. kind of an informal introduction mm-hmm. to the book. And so Psalm 1 kind of sets up the way we're supposed to read the Psalms and understand the Psalms. Psalm 2 introduces this idea of the Lord's anointed. Um, And so we're going to kind of introduce those two themes. And then 12, 13, 14, something like that, weeks that will be in different Psalms, jumping forward and backward throughout the book. Okay, so we're not going to go chronologically, like you said. We're not going through the whole book, but we might be... We might be turning some pages. Yeah, each okay. week we'll, we'll you'll find out which psalm will be yeah, <laughs> will be in unless great. you're reading ahead of time or you know watching yeah. faith, faith news. Yeah, you know so that's you know what's true. So if we're looking, you mentioned the New Testament quotes the Psalms quite often. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think I realized that. Um, is there any things that we can be preparing reading through in the New Testament? Any scriptures or how how do you recommend preparing and coming? Um, putting our own work in before the sermon each week? What are some... That's, you know, that's a really good question. I, I think one of the things that would be well worth somebody's time is if they wanted to start reading right now through one of the Gospels, particularly oh, okay. Matthew. Okay. Quotes a lot of these because Matthew is the Gospel that's written to the Jewish audience with this idea of mm-hmm. the Messiah kind of in his mind, you know, as Matthew's writing. So we're going to be quoting from Matthew a number of times as we start into the Psalms. So that's one of the things that's probably worth reading through and looking for those things. Um, That would probably be the best thing to do is just to be reminding yourself of some of those. One of the things we'll be encouraging people to do is as we read through the Psalms, be asking yourself, and especially the kids, I I want to mention this to the kids, is, okay, do any of these jump out to you? You know, mm-hmm. as we're working through the Psalms, do any of these verses sound familiar? Which of these do you think is the one that we're talking about? So that then when we come to the end of the Psalms and we've covered the Psalms or the Psalm um, in its kind of entirety, mm-hmm. then we'll ask the question, okay, so where did this where did this get used in Christ's life? Okay. What if this anticipates Christ or does Christ reference back to or does he quote in the New Testament? 
Okay. So this Sunday, you're going to kick it off, and then we will meet you back here next week, and we'll talk about our first Sunday in Psalms. Yeah. Yeah. Psalm 1 is a nice short one, so it should give us plenty of material and content. So so. real short sermon. Yes, always. That's that's how it always works. The the shorter the verses are, the shorter my my speech. No, unfortunately, that's not how it goes. I was going to say, that probably is no litmus of any of that. But okay, well, we'll sit down next week, Pastor Brad. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Midweek in the Word Sunday Recap. This is a production of Faith Bible Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. We'll be back next week with a new recap and a forward look to our Sunday sermon. Make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. We leave you with this encouragement out of 1 Corinthians 1.9. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. We'll see you next week as we sit down with Pastor Brad for another episode of Midweek in the Word Sunday Recap. Sunday Recap.